Hello there, and welcome to May Fight Club. I'm your host, Manny Galarza. Today we're breaking down KSW 70, Pudzian vs. Martella, coming up on Saturday, the 28th of May, with a 1 p.m. Eastern start time. Nine total bouts in the card, no championships on the line. It's being held in Poland, 1 p.m. Eastern start time on Saturday. So for those who like a little bit of an earlier start time for their mixed martial arts on the weekend, you got your fix. Now, no UFC this weekend, so we've got to do something. Now, we've got some Cage Warriors, I believe, on Friday and Saturday. KSW is a pretty good promotion. I do want to mention as well, the announcer, the ring announcer for KSW, coolest motherfucker in the business watch him announce the fighters he is so cool the dude's got like this uh sopranos italian mafia like black turtleneck uh just very low-key announces the fighters in a very cool mellow way he's quickly becoming to be one of the best announcers in all of mixed martial arts in any case for those who need their mixed martial arts fixed this weekend without ufc i highly recommend ksw now who offers lines for this event there's an outside chance that DraftKings or fanduel will offer lines on it they've offered lines for ksw in the past i have seen it on bet mgm it's also been available on five dimes it'll make its rounds by the time saturday comes around this will be available on some books now the problem with that is by that time the numbers will be completely steamed we're giving you the numbers that we have right now based upon the accurate numbers but i assure you by saturday especially the favorites are going to be completely steamed out anyway with that said we're going to jump into this fight card we're going to start with the prelim card work our way all the way up to the main card go over one fight one fight at a time not doing a deep dive if you're familiar with our channel here we do deep dives on backgrounds and the fighters we're not doing that for this card just a kind of a brief overview give you our favorite picks to win talk about some betting strategies let's jump into it here we go KSW 70 opens up with a strawweight bout between two female fighters, Anita Bekis from Poland and Roberta Zolka from Italy. This one's probably the easiest fight in the entire card to break down. I'm taking Anita Bekis to win the fight. Not only do I have statistical information to back up my prediction, but also my inside sources from Poland are telling me that Anita Bekis is the much, much better fighter. Now, at 3-3, three three, Roberta Zolka is sporting a 500 record. Not a great look in your first six fights. She's coming from Italy to Poland land to fight a fighter who's from Poland who looks like a pretty badass fighter in Anita Bekis. This has the makings of a very one-sided bout for the side of Anita Bekis, who's a minus 500 favorite. A fighter with only seven total fights in mixed martial arts. A female fighter at that as a minus 500 spot. A little scary. You don't want to bet it straight up. Probably a parlay piece if you want to add a little value to your parlay, but even that kind of scary at minus 500. What value do you really add? Now, some basic information these two fighters. Roberta Zako, who goes by the Diamond, is 3-3 three and three overall. She's 31 years old, 5'1 in height. We have no reach number on her. She trades out of Wolf Tempo. As for Anita Bekis, 5-2 overall. About the same level of experience, 3-2 in her last five fights, she hails out of Lutz, Poland, 31 years old, 5'4 in height with a 65-inch reach, she's out of Octopus Lutz. Now, mind you, she's from Lutz, Poland. This event is being held in Lutz, Poland, so it's literally in her backyard. In a women's bout that usually goes to decision, it's nice to have the crowd there to cheer you on, cheer for everything you do. It makes with the judges, she's the hometown fighter, yada, 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 you get it. Now, according to the numbers on Tapology, 98% of the votes here are coming in for Anita Beckis, only 2% for Zako. I do agree with the public, and I think the public knows what's going to happen here. you got a local fighter, again, who's very local, female fighter, pretty good, decent record, who's being propped up against a foreign fighter coming out of town to basically come in and be her punching bag. Anyway, I don't want to waste much more time on this fight. I like Anita Beckins to win the fight. From a betting perspective, I'm going to parlay her in a few parlays just to give me some action. If I had a book that offered a prop, the fight goes the distance or Anita Beckins by decision. It also depends on how bad Roberta Zacco is. If you know more about Roberta Zacco and you've seen prior film on her and she's a complete can, then maybe there's a chance for a finish for Anita Beckins. But it's small female fighters first fight in the card probably goes a distance i like anita beckins to win the fight at minus 500 again not the greatest value i'll be parlaying her that's the breakdown guys we're on to the next fight the second fight in the card is going to be a catchweight bout at 163 pounds between lucas rajuski and francisco albano barrio barrio's nine and two overall he's four one his last five fights he hails from argentina he's now based out of croatia 32 years old 11 months so about to be 33 he's five foot seven in high with a 67 inch reach he's out of american top team zagreb which has a few fighters on this card as for lucas who goes by raju he's 11 and seven overall three and two in his last five fights he hails out of poland 33 years old five foot ten in high with a 69 inch reach so have approximately a one inch reach advantage and about a three inch height advantage he's training out of Sizwani, smock and uncle 
Eagles MMA Poznan. As for the public votes on Tapology, 68% are coming in for Barrio and 32% are coming in for Rajuski. I'm going to go against the grain here. I like Barrio. Very good prospect. Good record. Solid overall fighter. But I think Rajuski, again, hometown kid. These KSW fights, which are based in Poland, it's a Polish promotion. They put a lot of Polish fighters on your cards and they want them to win. Bottom line. I think Rajuski has a great shot to win here by decision. Now looking at the numbers on Tapology, they see the opposite. The public's on the side of Barrio. But according to the money line, Rajuski's at minus 200. So a little bit of a flip there. You got the public vote on the side of Barrio. The money line's on the side of Rajuski. I like Rajuski to win the fight, most likely by decision. Very evenly matched. These guys are the same age, very similar experience. I don't love the 11-7 and 7 record of Lucas. I don't love that. I mean, middling around almost 500 level compared to 9-2 for Francisco. But again, they're the one choosing a prospect to come in here and fight, and they've chosen Barrio to come in here and be the opponent. That has to suggest to me that they feel like Lucas could win this fight. Now, as for Barrio coming in here, having won four of his last five fights, looking very, very good, coming off of back-to-back -back wins. He's 1-1 one one in KSW, so held his own so far in his promotion. Now, whereas Barrio has only fought a few KSW fights, Lucas has fought about 7 or 8 KSW fights. He's a bit of a KSW veteran. Now, with that said, he's about a 500 record in KSW. But the point is, he has experience. The promotion knows him. I think they're putting him in a situation here to succeed. This will be his second fight this year. He lost earlier this year against Donovan Desmi, round 2 via triangle armbar in KSW 66. So he's very busy. He's staying active. They've hand-kicked Barrio to be the guy. Can Barrio come in here and disrupt the plans? Yes, he's not a bad fighter. He's coming in here having won a few fights in a row, and he is 1-1 one one in KSW. He could hold his own in this promotion. Anyway, with that said, I like Lucas Rajuski to win the fight by decision at minus 200 not the best spot it is a bit chalky a lot of these spots are chalky maybe i parlay it into one parlay i don't have nearly as much confidence in this spot as i do in some other spots in this card but i'm taking reduce to win the fight by decision that's the breakdown Moving on up the card, we have a middleweight bout at 185 pounds between two fighters who've also squared off before. This will be a rematch. Tommy Quinn from United Kingdom and Albert Odemkowski from Poland. Albert is 11-6 overall. He's won three in one of his last five fights. A bit of a rough stretch. He hails out of Warsaw, Poland, 34 years old. Six foot in height with a 75-inch reach. He trains out of WCA fight team, which has a few fighters on his card. As for Tommy Quinn, he's 9-5 overall. 3-1-1 in his last five fights. He hails out of the United Kingdom. 32 years old. Six foot one in height, so you have a one-inch height advantage. 73-inch reach, you have a two-inch reach disadvantage. And he's out of MTK Newcastle. Now look at the numbers on Tapology. It appears that Albert is the favorite, getting 69% of the votes, where 31% are coming in for Tommy Quinn. Now this is a rematch, right? So you look back at their prior fight. What happened? Albert gets a no contest victory. At first, it's a win for him. He ends up getting an illegal knee. It's so close. At the time, they give him a victory. He gets a TKO, lands a nice knee, kind of getting up off the ground with his opponent, Tommy, and Tommy gets sort of, you know, called out. Now, after further replay, look at some video, they decide it's a no contest. Kind of a rough thing there for Albert, because again, Albert's coming in. Prior to that, had three fights in a row that he lost. I was looking for a win desperately. Look, he got the win. Now, here's my issue with this fight, though. In one side of it, you're like, okay, he won that fight pretty much. He was going to win the fight. He looked better than Tommy Quinn. It was a very quick fight. It was about two minutes into round one. So we didn't get to see very much. In that two minutes, you can see that Albert tended to have the more strength or more power in the clinch situation to look pretty good. But we didn't see it into round two or round three. What we saw was a small sample size. Now, based upon that small sample size, the money line has been greatly impacted. It's a minus 600 spot now for Albert and plus 400 for Tommy Quinn. I think Tommy Quinn is a live dog here. It's a dog or pass spot for me. I'm not going to want to parlay Albert. I think he wins the fight. Yes, so make sure I'm clear on this. I think Albert wins the fight. But we don't make money in gambling on people that are minus 600. That's just not the recipe for success if you're trying to make money in gambling. At plus 400, take a small little stab at that. I'm not saying you parlay it. I'm not saying you back up the truck here with your savings account and dump it on the plus 400 spot here for Tommy Quinn. I'm saying 34 years old, 32 years old, 11 and 6, 9 and 5, a lot of similarities. And Tommy Quinn was on a bit of a winning streak before that last fight. A matter of fact, he had two wins in a row. He had won three of his last four fights, was doing okay. Does Albert win the fight here? Probably 
four times out of six, you know, that kind of range, probably, yes. But minus 600, not a good spot. I'm choosing Albert to win, but I will be putting a small bet here on Tommy Quinn. When I say small, nothing more than $25, just straight up on Tommy Quinn to win the fight. That's the breakdown, guys. Moving on up to the first fight on the main card. We've got Damian Piwawarsik versus Bartos Lesko. Mr. Lesko's profile picture on Tapology is fucking scary, dude. Take a look at it. It's like a mental health patient outcry type of photo. Reminds me of that movie Full Metal Jacket. I know I'm aging myself, but there's that movie Full Metal Jacket where that guy who was on Law & Order was playing that disturbed, mentally ill young soldier who ends up killing himself in the bathroom. That photo looks like that. So Bartosz Lesko, whoever you and your handlers are who created your profile on uh, Tapology, please update that photo. <laughs> So does not do any justice. As for Lesko, he's from Poland. Slight dog here, plus 130 in money line. He's 11, 2, 2 in overall. 3, 1, and 1 in his last five fights. He's 6 foot 2 in height. We don't have a reach number on him. And we don't have an age number on him. I'm going to guesstimate the dudes in his 20s. And Lesko trains out of Mad Dog's Gidnia. Damien is 5 and 0, undefeated. Slight favor here at minus 175 in the money line. He's also from Poland. So both Polish fighters, 25 years young. 6 foot 6 in height. Who have a 4 inch height advantage here over Lesko. They're both very tall, but 6 6 is taller than 6 foot 2. With a 78.7 inch reach, even though we don't have a reach number on Lesko, I imagine Damien's going to have a height of a reach advantage as well. And Damien trains out of Marcin Lazar's Academy and Sorzwani's Mock. Not to my surprise, the numbers coming in on Tapology are on the side of Damien, 87% to be exact, with 13% coming in for Lesko. It just seems to me like Damien is the hot prospect. Obviously, 5-0, undefeated, very, very tall. He's got the fire under his ass right now. He's coming in here off of several wins in a row. This will mark Damien's first fight in 2022, but he fought four times last year. A lot of finishes. All of his wins are by finish, except for his first fight was by decision. He had a nice 5-0 amateur record as well. So the guy's got some steam. He's got some momentum. As for Lesko, it'll be his first fight this year as well. He is coming in here off of a loss. He fought twice last year. His last fight, he lost against Hussein by a round two TKO. It seems to me pretty simple. Damien, the taller prospect, a lot to look forward to. 5-0 as a pro, undefeated, up against Lesko, who's a good prospect as well. It just seems to me like you've got this guy, Damien, who's coming in here as a slight favorite for a good reason. Much taller, much longer. I'm going to take the guy who's got the reach advantage, got the youth advantage, who's undefeated, who seems to be like the guy they're trying to get behind. So to me, Damien Lesko wins the fight most likely by a TKO. I'm going to take him round two TKO. At minus 250, how are we going to bet it? The same like we're going to do against the Izu fight and the Radoslav fight. We're going to parlay it. Now, we're gonna not going to parlay all this stuff together. We're going to mix it up. But at minus 250, do you want to expose yourself? for 250 bucks to make 100 bucks on a fighter where it's still very unproven it's ksw no offense ksw but a lower level promotion compared to the ufc a lot of unknowns and let's go we don't even know his age right so to talk about unknowns anyway i like damien to win the fight at minus 250 i'm gonna take as a parlay piece that's the breakdown Next up, we have a heavyweight clash between two fighters who fought before. This will be a rematch between Izu Ugano and Marek Samosic. Marek is 3-2 overall, a slight dog here, plus 150 in the money line. He hails out of Poland, 25 years old in 10 months, so about 326. He's 6 foot in height with a 76-inch reach. As for Izu, he's 1-1 one one overall in mixed martial arts, but he does have a background in boxing and kickboxing. He's a favorite here, minus 250. He also hails from Poland, 35 years old, so about 10 years older than his opponent. 6 foot 5 with an 84-inch reach, so he'll have a huge height and reach advantage. Izu trains out of WCA fight team, and Marek trains out of Ziki Podlaska. As for the public votes on Tapology, Izu is the favorite, getting 75% of the votes and 25% coming in for Marek. Now, here's the thing. They fought last year in April, just about a year ago. Look at that prior fight. Round one, you've got Izu dominating the first round. On the ground, ground and pound, defend enough takedowns, reverses positions. Now, the entire first round, you've got Marek trying to wrestle. That's his game. Grapple, wrestle, push against the cage. Not very successful. At one point, he is completely balled up, just trying to defend himself the best he can while Izu is landing whatever strikes he wants to land. 
as round two comes to an end, Izu, the big, muscly, African-American type of looking guy, well, he's not African-American because he's African of descent, but he's in Poland. So African-Polish guy, whatever, he just starts to gas out at the end of round one. When round two starts, the bell rings, he's leaning against the cage and doesn't even walk out towards Mark. He just leans against the cage. Mark comes over, starts landing punches. He just keels over, falls to the ground, totally gassed out. Mark takes full mount, no problem, just lands a bunch of simple, not very hard ground and pound, just keeps going until the referee steps in, and Izu is just laying on the ground, just completely gassed out. I don't know why that happened. I'm going to imagine in the rematch, he's going to have to shore things up. Was it a bad weight cut? Was it an issue in the camp? Did he have an injury in camp and couldn't do enough cardio? Did he know that coming in and thought to himself, I've got to finish the fight in round one, I'm going to blow my wad in round one, it's either win or go home. He had things in round one going his way, so he's got to change some things in his approach. Now, he's 35. He's the older fighter by 10 years. He should know better. And again, we talked about the tapology record being a little bit misleading. When you go look at his tapology profile individually, you'll see that he's fought, for example, 20 total fights beyond the one-on-one -one mixed martial arts fights. And those would be fights in boxing, kickboxing. He has a good record. He's a good overall fighter. Maybe he came in here, underestimated Marek the first time around, and Marek got the W. I am on Izzy to win the fight. With very little film study and little to go off of, I just feel like this guy is the better overall athlete in that first fight. Had he played things a little bit differently, he probably gets the win. I like him by TKO. I think he's got power in his hands. I believe the fight goes to round three. He's going to be in trouble. That was a huge cardio dump he had against Mark. For the fans who like Mark, I get it too. There's no politics here. They're both Polish fighters. They're both fighting in Poland, and they both have a lot to prove. So I like Izu by a KO at some point in late round one, early round two. Let's hope he shows up his cardio. From a betting perspective, I like Izu as a parlay piece. I'm not going to over parlay. At minus 250, there's not a lot of value, and it's a bit chalky when you think about it again. They fought last year, and Marek TKO'd him in round two. No respect for Marek, right? It just sort of tells you that the reality is behind the scenes, people know that Izu is probably the better fighter, probably will win the fight, just had a mess up on that one day. Now, according to some insider sources I have over there in Poland, Izu is the guy by decision, but I just, I can't see it. I see him more by a TKO. So I agree with my inside sources that Izu wins the fight, but I'm taking him by a TKO. That's the breakdown, guys. Okay, next up we have a middleweight bout at 185 pounds between the Polish fighter Radoslav Pajuki versus Jason Wilness. Pretty simple breakdown, guys. Jason Wilness is from the Netherlands, coming in here as a slight dog to be served up to the hometown kid, the Polish guy, Pazuki. Pazuki is 3-0 overall. He hails from Warsaw, Poland, 29 years old, 6'3 in height with a 76.5-inch reach. He trains out of Unique Fight Club. As for Jason Wilness, he's 2-0 overall, so both of them are undefeated, very limited experience. He's from Jurich, Netherlands, 31 years old, 5 months, 6'1 in height. We don't have a reach number on him. He trains out of the Coliseum. So height and reach-wise, there should be an advantage there for Radoslav Pazuki. But I want to emphasize again, here you got a hometown fighter who fights in KSW going against an out-of-towner, a foreigner, who's coming in here for his first KSW fight. To me, it's pretty obvious the handlers for Radoslav Pazuki probably handpicked this guy to fight him in home turf. So this should be an easy win here for Radoslav. According to the public votes here, Pazuki is the favorite, getting 75% of the votes, only 25% coming in for Wilderness. I do agree. Now, having not watched film, I have not watched film, I'm going to be honest with you, sometimes the parameters are simple. From a betting perspective, that minus 200 spot is a tiny bit chalky for not doing full film study. I'll just put him into one or two soft parlays, nothing too crazy. We'll not bet it straight up. So I like Radoslav Pazuki to win the fight, most likely by decision. This is a three-round fight, and that's the breakdown.
Next fight in the card is going to be a light heavyweight bout at 205 pounds between the Polish fighter Rafael Kijan-Kizik and Ivan Erzland. Ivan Erzland is 11-1 overall. He's 4-1 in his last five fights. He's out of Croatia, 30 years old, 6'2 in height with a 74.5 inch reach. He's out of American top team Zagreb. As for Rafael, who goes by Kijana, he's 11-4 overall, 3-2 in his last five fights. He's out of Chelm, Poland, 29 years old, 6'2 in height with a 75.6 inch reach. He trains out of WCA fight team and Farbika Sporta. These guys have a lot in common. Similar experience in the cage, almost the same age, same height and reach basically. So it's a very good matchup. I do like Ivan Erzland to win the fight. I believe he's got the knockout power to stop Rafael. If you watch film on Rafael, he looks more like a wrestler. He tends to have robotic movement. He's not very fluid. At times he tries to throw like big overhand rights or overhand lefts. He just kind of runs out of his opponent and tries to just come at them with wild haymaker punches. Not very technical. Whereas Ivan Erzland is a lot more of a technical fighter. Good striking ability. Seems to fight a little bit more of a game plan for three rounds where if he has to go three rounds, he'll be okay the third round with Rafael. In his prior fights, he's getting nice finishes early on and he's a very aggressive fighter. He tends to over muscle, overpower his opponents. Doesn't work so well against a more experienced fighter. At 11 and four, he's got a pretty good record. His losses were against some lower level guys, had some experience in M1. He's 1-0 in KSW. For Ivan Erzland, has a little more experience against better caliber opponents and I believe gets a knockout in this matchup. Again, these guys are very similar. I expect the first round to be pretty good. I think in round two, you see Rafael slow down a little bit, get a little desperate and leave himself open for some opportunities for Ivan to take advantage of. I like Ivan to win the fight. Ivan is a favorite in my line at minus 350. You can get Rafael on the other side at plus 240. At minus 350, you don't love it as a straight up bet. I'm going to parlay with a few of those spots in this card, which we'll talk about in our summary. He's one of my favorite spots on this entire card. I just think right now that at this point in his career, he's approaching his peak. He's the better fighter. Rafael is a good athlete. I'm not taking anything from him. I just don't believe he's at the level yet of Ivan. So I like Ivan to win the fight by TKO, most likely in round two. The co-main event for KSW 70 is going to be a heavyweight bout between Daniel Omiolans Kuzik versus Ricardo Prezel. Daniel's 25-12-1 overall, 2-3 in his last 5 fights. He's currently a huge favorite here at minus 600 at the money line. He's out of Warsaw, Poland, 39 years old, 6 foot high with a 74 inch reach. He's at a WCA fight team. As for the Brazilian, Ricardo Prezel, he's 2-2-1 in his last 5 fights, but the one is a fight where they don't know the results. It's not a no contest, it's like a, we don't know the results. Look at his tapology, it's kind of interesting. He's a big dog here at plus 400 on the money line. He's out of Parana, Brazil, 31 years old, 11 months, so about to be 32 years old. 6 foot 7 in height, wow. Very very tall, about seven inches taller than his opponent. 79 inch reach, about a five inch reach advantage. He trains out of Gracie Jim and Gorapava, along with Amil Brothers team. Now looking at the votes on Tapology, the Polish fighter Daniel's getting most of the votes at 78%, only 22% coming in for Prezel. I agree that Daniel probably should win the fight. Now again, much shorter fighter. He's built like a bowling ball, a seven inch height disadvantage and a big reach disadvantage, but he's the better striker. He works better in close range, obviously. He's built like a stocky bowling ball, got some top control position ability. He's a grinder. At the flip side here with Ricardo Prezel from Brazil, he's a BJJ guy. He will work off of his back. He doesn't mind being on his back. He will pull guard frequently. That should work for Daniel, who likes to be on top. But ultimately, it comes down to can Prezel actually get a submission against a guy who's very stocky, very short, pretty durable, has good cardio. I don't think he does. At plus 400, I'm going to definitely take a stab as a dogger pass. At minus 600 here for Daniel, there's no real betting angle there. You could parlay it, but when he gets submitted, you're going to be like, God damn it, why did I parlay a minus 600 spot? So I'm going to bet on 
around the underdog here, Ricardo Prezel. A small underdog play, maybe a quarter unit play, which is $25 on him to win the fight outright. Not going to parlay it. My books that I'll be betting this on do not offer me a prop, so I'm not going to talk about props much on this breakdown. Daniel is the Polish fighter. Here you got a Brazilian guy coming from out of town. It's set up for him probably to win the fight. The winning line is out of control, but he is the better overall fighter. He'll probably grind out uh, Ricardo Prezel for long periods of time on the ground, but Prezel is durable. He could take a lot of punishment on the ground. He does that very, very well. He'll look for submissions. He'll try to get a triangle choke. He'll look for some opportunities. Over the course of three rounds, though, he probably drops two or three of those rounds because he's on his back looking for submission opportunities. I think Daniel gets the win here, but again, from a betting perspective, don't bet minus 600. Take a little stab there at Prezel if you want to get some action in this fight. That's the breakdown, guys. Let's move on to the next fight. The main event for KSW 70 is going to be a heavyweight battle between Mariusz Pudzianowski versus Mikhail Martella. Mr. Mariusz, who goes by Pudzian, like short for Pudzianowski, is the former five-time World's Strongest Man winner. I guess it's the most times anyone has ever won that competition. That's the competition if you've maybe caught it like at 3 o'clock in the morning on ESPN where they're carrying around like boulders and picking up cars and pulling cars and all kind of crazy shit. It's that competition. So he transitioned from that over to mixed martial arts. 16-7 overall record. Yes, he's 45 years old. He does hail from Poland along with his opponents. These guys are both hometown kids. He's 4-1 in his last five fights. A slight dog here, plus 150 in the money line. That's Mariusz I'm talking about. He's 6 foot 1 in height, 1 inch height advantage, 76.8 inch reach. He trades out of S4 Fight Club. I want to get one thing out the way. Do not consider him just some muscle-bound guy who can't move. It's the first thing you notice when you watch him on film. He's actually fairly athletic, put it that way. You think of these like strongman competition guys as just like meatheads who can't really move around that much. This guy can actually move around a little bit, and I and I gotta give him credit. He's and his cardio is not that terrible either. It has its moments. I mean, you look at the way he's built, 45 years old. He's going to have moments where he gasses out a little bit, but he doesn't like gas out completely. He's, we'll talk more about that. Let's look here at Mikel Martella, 31 and 8 overall, 4-1 his last five fights, a favorite here at minus 200 on the money line, 38 years old. So he's no spring chicken either, but he's seven years younger than Mariusz. Six foot in height with a 75.6 inch reach. Height and reach wise, these guys are very similar. He trains out of Berkshire's team, which is actually a very good gym. Now looking at the public votes in Tapology, Pudzianowski is getting 22% of the votes, whereas 78% are coming in from I'm a little surprised. Now, here's my thinking again. Putinowski, yes, 45 years old, and yes, kind of a muscle-bound, meathead-looking type of a guy, but he's got that whole former, you know, five-time world champion thing, and he's from Poland. And I feel like the organization, KSW, that is, they kind of want this guy to do well. They want to see him be, you know, a staple of the division as long as he can, I guess. Let's talk here first about Putinowski. He fought a guy named Sergene Dia. That was last year. He got a round one TKO. He was a minus 275 favorite. It was an easy first round knockout. Dia was a big, strong dude who had no agility. I'm talking like a really big, strong, buff, black guy who looked incredibly strong, rock'em, sock'em type of punching, and just was not very athletic and got knocked out very quickly. So I'm not sure what to take from that fight. His prior fight... Also last year, he fought Lucas Drakowski. He had a TKO win in round three. So there you go, an image of him in round three getting a finish. He was a minus 155 favorite coming to that fight. Lucas could not keep up with the wrestling and the grappling of Mariusz, and that's what he does pretty well. And ultimately, as the fight went on, it appeared as if Lucas was not in shape for that fight. He could not keep up with Mariusz, and Mariusz eventually executes the finish. One more fight, Nikola Milanovic, 2021 round one TKO win. So three fights last year alone. Now this guy came in there, Nikola, zero and zero. No pro fights. Was extremely out of shape. He attempted one takedown against Mariusz. He didn't get it, and he just fell down to his face, balled up. Mariusz jumped on top of him, landed like four or five pounding strikes, and they called it a TKO. Just last year, fighting a guy who's zero and zero. So one of my big questions with Mariusz is that, has this 
organization been feeding you cans to keep you winning recently keep your name up there got the whole world's strongest man thing he's like a polish athletic hero you know think about it and it appears that way why would he be fighting a guy like nikola milanovic who has no fighting experience, who looks completely out of shape just last year, just three fights ago, with a guy like Mariusz who has almost 20 semi-total fights. It makes no sense, right? Unless you're looking at just keeping him winning, keeping him going. Now, does Mikel Martella match up as that kind of opponent? He's got a pretty good record. He's younger. He's a decent fighter. Now, is he a five-time former strongman competitor, winner, yada, yada? Does he have the allure of Mariusz? Maybe not. My point is, though, I don't think he's just a can. Now, some things I like about Mariusz. Number one, the KO power. He does have strong hands. If he connects on a blow, he's going to hurt somebody. Now, they're a little bit slow at times. And again, at 45, he is slowing down. But he does have some KO power. Now, on the ground, and his ground game is very effective. His wrestling's pretty good. He'll drag you down from against the cage. He's got a very big frame. He'll execute his ground and pound. He'll stay on top of you. He's very heavy on top. And in his most recent fights, the finishes have been coming through ground and pound. Now, my concerns for him, the obvious, 45 years old, he's getting a bit older, slowing down. His body has been through quite a bit, being a former athlete in the strongman competition for many years. That's taxing on the joints. Now he's moved over to mixed martial arts, not necessarily the two easiest of sports on the body. So you got to worry about the wear and tear in the body. His cardio is kind of a hard thing to figure out. It's not amazing, but it's not terrible. And it's definitely better than what you expect when you see the way he's built. But at 45 years old, could he just have a complete gasser of a round? Could like round three just be complete nothing for him where he's not effective at all? I could see it happening. And at 45, at some point, you know, by the time comes a calling. So you have to be concerned about how does he look later in the fight? His punches are not very fast, and he has more of a looping, kind of like a former wrestler type of approach when he's trying to punch his opponent. It'll work in round two or three against Martella when they both slow down. But initially, I imagine Martella is able to duck and move and see those punches coming because they are so slow, and he does wind up for them. He can get off balance. He can get counterpunched. It's also a drain of the battery. So a lot of problems there with throwing these big looping punches that have a lot of wind up. And lastly, we just talked about it before. He's fought very questionable competition. So now he's coming in here against a guy like Mikel Martella, who's a decent fighter. This could be a step up in competition for Mariusz, and at his age, could be the recipe for disaster if you catch my drift. Now, as for Mikel Martella, he's also from Poland. He went pro 2003. So he's got a 19-year pro career. He's a former KSW middleweight champion. His foundation in martial arts is through BJJ. He's got six wins via guillotine choke and a bunch of submission wins overall. So on the ground, that's where he's most effective. Now, this fight will get on the ground because, again, we talked about it before. Mariusz likes to get the fight to the ground he likes to grapple he likes to get on top of his opponents now his arms are like tree trunks i'm not sure if possible to get a submission on one of those arms the guy's just super duper jacked not much of a neck hard for me to see him getting submitted but mikhail martella that's where he's an expert at at 31 and 8 overall pretty good record coming off back-to-back -back wins has fought decent level of competition has fought some guys that have held their own other promotions and has fought a lot of fights in ksw he's won four of his last five fights his last loss was against roberto soldich 2020 about two years ago the two fights we watched on martella was a fight earlier this year where he got a round one ko win at four minutes and seven seconds over jason ratcliffe that fight was in january of this year he looked good in that fight good combinations hands were smooth he's definitely a better puncher in the feet than marius quicker more smooth combinations it's more natural for him another fight we watched against roberto soldich 2020 round one ko loss at four minutes and 40 seconds the summary of that fight was he got cracked early in round one and then could not quite recover he tried to recover he get back to his feet have an exchange get cracked again kept getting knocked down eventually the referee steps in and calls the fight it was a matter of just getting hit that one time. It didn't recover. Now, could that happen, of course, in this fight against a stone-throwing Mariusz? Yes, it can. But overall, I see a lot of good reasons to like Martella in this fight. Now, he's a slight favorite, which makes sense. My only fear is that, let's say Mariusz gets a takedown or two. 
He gets on top of Martella. Martella, who likes to try to look for submissions, has some submission ability, but the physique of Mariusz will not allow him to do that. I think Mariusz has a lot of opportunities to win round one and two, especially on the ground. He'll have some chances to finish the fight through ground and proud. If he's heavy enough on top of Martella, I see him possibly getting the win. Now, the money line currently has Martella at minus 200 and Mariusz at plus 150. I like Mariusz to win the fight. If I do bet on this fight, it'll be a small amount, like a quarter unit, which would be $25 on Mariusz to win the fight. I have low confidence. I have a lot of concerns about his fighter schedule, who he's been fighting, 45 years old. With Mikel Martella, though, I've seen him get hurt recently. I've seen him get cracked. Mariusz has got stone hands. There'll be a big crowd there. I'm not sure it'll be pro Mariusz or pro Mikel, but it is Polish fans. Mariusz is like a Polish folk hero. So if you're betting the fight, guys, bet with caution. If your book happens to offer props, keep in mind, this is going to be a three-round fight, not a five-round fight, even though it's the main event. Because it's going three rounds, there's a good chance it could go to full decision. You can imagine it'll be some grappling time on the ground, maybe some cage time against the fence. And if the fight goes to round three, I imagine a very slow, a very lumbering Mariusz, who is just trying to get through the fight and not going to finish at that point, but just trying to get through the fight and get to the end of the fight. And with Martella, he's shown moments in the past to have some cardio issues as well. So I imagine the fight goes longer they get slower, less finishing power. We end up surprisingly in a heavyweight match going a distance. Now, most likely what happens is Mariusz, I believe, gets to Martella at some point within round one, puts a hurting on him, maybe finishes the fight. Again, betting perspective, take it easy with this fight, guys. You got a 45-year-old old guy who's a former strongman competitor, but I'm going to go with the old man, gonna put a little bit of a bet there and see how it goes. Thanks for joining us, guys. Give us some comments. Give us some feedback. Let me know what you think. Will you be betting on this fight? Will you be watching this fight? One o'clock on Saturday. And again, for those looking for their MMA fix this weekend who don't have any UFC, this might serve as some kind of a light replacement. And that's the breakdown, guys. And that brings us to the end of the show, guys. I'm gonna give you a quick summary of our picks with one big change. In the main event, after doing further research and after talking to some of my sources in Poland, I'm gonna take Mikel Martella at minus 200 to win the main event. I'm going back on my earlier prediction. I predicted Mariusz would win the fight, the old fighter, the veteran. I'm gonna go the other way. I'm taking Mikel Martella to win the fight at minus 200. I'm gonna bet him straight up at one unit and parlay him into a few parlays. The co-main event, I like Ricardo Prezel to win the fight at plus 100 as a dogger pass. I think Daniel probably wins the fight, but again, probably's not enough and at minus 600, not a spot I wanna be in. Moving on down, Ivan Erzland at minus 350. That's one of the most confident spots I have this entire card. I like him to win the fight. Radoslav Pazuski at minus 200. We like him to win over Jason Wilness. We like Izu Uganu at minus 250. We like Damien at minus 250. Now moving down to the prelim card, we like Tommy Quinn as a dogger pass piece. I acknowledge that Albert probably wins the fight. He looked better in their initial fight, but at minus 600, no, 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 don't do that to me. I'm not getting into that parade. I like that spot at plus 400 for Tommy Quinn as a dogger pass. Moving down to the second fight in the card, Lucas Radjuski. I'm going to take him by decision at minus 200 over Francisco Barrio. And the first fight in the card, the easiest one for me to predict. Anita Beckus to win the fight either by decision or finish at minus 500. The two spots we like enough on the card to parlay would be Ivan Erzland and Anita Beckus. We will parlay some other stuff, but not as much confidence. With Anita Beckus and Ivan Erzland, I might even parlay them with some upcoming UFC events. A lot of confidence in those two spots. That's the breakdown, guys. Good luck if you're betting this card. Again, not sure what books will be offering it. I'm sure the lines will be opening up on some books as the week goes on. But good luck with this card, guys. Give us some feedback. What do you guys know about these fighters? Give us some insider information. Do you disagree with our selections? Am I too high or too low on certain guys in this card? Anyway, guys, thanks for joining us. If you haven't done so already, please like and subscribe. And best of luck this weekend. 